This is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 43 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's Second Skin by the Mayfield Four. Let's get into it. How are you, Kyle? I'm fine. I can't remember if we are lying about recording two back to back anymore. I feel like we've given it up, right? Yeah, that's about. I don't think it's <laughs> it's any uh, any issue to people for people business. to know that we do two at a time. That's yeah, fine. exactly. Well, there you go. So I'm absolutely. Fine Sometimes with people do these months ahead of schedule. True, so and we are wishing it's we not like we're trying to be up to date and going. Oh, this came out yesterday. Yeah, and, <laughs> we're not doing yeah. a news podcast. Um, no, we are not. Yes, I'm absolutely fine, Rich. It's been precisely five minutes since we finished the Arcane Roots episode, so very little has happened in my life. What about you? Any? Well, I, I used all my, my uh, what I've been up to yeah. in the last one. <laughs> all right, well then, track one. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it's interesting because both of the... This episode and last week's episode, they're both bands that I listened to because of you. Well... Uh, I was aware of the Mayfield Four. I'd heard of them because I was an Alterbridge fan. Yeah. This band is the reason that we started speaking to each other at oh work, my Kyle. God, thanks, Miles. Because yeah, thanks, Miles. Because you put them on. We do a night shift. Yes. Yeah, we do a night shift, and we could choose whatever music we wanted to. And I, yeah, I feel like I remember you perking up when you heard Miles. Oh, Miles' <laughs> voice. Because I knew he was in a band before Alterbridge, but yes. I'd never, for some reason, I'd never sort of ventured to try and find it. Yeah. I guess that Spotify wasn't no, as didn't, massive didn't, back then. It didn't, uh, yeah. Um, and well, certainly when I got into them, which was just after I got into Alterbridge in 2004, mm. you know, I had to like fucking get it from America or something, the CD. Like I had to. Really? Well, yeah, so you just can't buy it in the UK? Is you that... couldn't at the time. I don't know if now that Miles oh, well. has got a solo album and stuff, it's like been re released. But certainly at the time, mm. I, I had to yeah. fucking. And Fallout, their first album, I have since heard. Yeah. But I, you could only buy that on, like, you could get it on iTunes, but I wanted the CD, right. so I bought from, from America. And Fallout just doesn't right. exist in physical form, seemingly, anywhere. Wow. Yeah, it's mad. Crazy. So, yeah, so so you've been listening to Mayfield for pretty much as long as you've been listening to Alterbridge, is that Yeah, I'd say pro- yeah. probably a few years after, yeah. Because, like, usually, yeah, it would have taken me a while to get hold of it. And at the time, I maybe heard a bit on YouTube and whatever, but... yeah. Um, because I was big into my CDs, as I still am. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to just yeah. like download it or whatever. Um, so yeah, and Alterbridge's debut album was 2004. So I'd say probably just after that, maybe 15, 16 years at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts to think that this album is 20 years old. Yep. Like, that's crazy. It is like, crazy, it's, isn't it? It's from the 2000s and it's like, yeah, it's going to be 20 years old in a couple yeah. of months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It Which is, is bizarre. Madness. Yeah. The fact that Alterbridge have been around for coming up to 20 years yeah that's ridiculous it's mad isn't it it makes me feel very old yeah oh god oh god (laughs) existential crisis the podcast oh just an hour of us just going oh god (laughs) we're so old should we do some history on the mayfield four yeah people aren't as miles friendly as we are yeah sure go for it if you've got anything up uh yeah so they were formed in 1996 in washington um they were all childhood friends um so you got miles kennedy on lead vocals and lead guitar which is nuts um and then uh originally with craig johnson on rhythm guitar uh he left the band after their first album and he was replaced by well not not officially replaced by anyone but their touring rhythm guitarist and the rhythm guitar on this album are recorded by alessandro cortini Mm -hmm. um who is an italian guitarist best known as the uh sort of a, a mainstay keyboard bass and guitarist in nine inch nails oh okay yeah he, he's he's been with them i mean obviously as we as we talked about on the nine inch nails episode they have a rotating door of, yes. of musicians regardless of tour and album and stuff but he's sort of been part of that um project i think he was on like five of their albums oh, now bloody hell, uh, so right. most of most of the noughties up to now he's sort of been very much Shit. a big part of Nine Inch Nails okay um, and then you got Marty Meissner on bass and Zia Udin on drums mm-hmm. is that how we're gonna oh, that's yeah that's how I I would say yeah Udin but 
maybe you did. They sort of, uh, you know, put things together. They made an EP in '97. Uh, debut album Fallout in 1998 and then this was their second album in 2001 and then they pretty much broke up like after touring this album by the looks of it mm-hmm. 2002 I don't know what the rest of them apart from obviously I've just said what Alessandra has been up to I don't know whether Marty and Zia have been doing other stuff necessarily I, I know that Zia plays drums on, on Miles' solo he played them on first Miles' first solo mm. record and he's just played them on Miles' second solo record and interesting I saw Miles like solo tour in 2019 oh, right. and he was playing yeah. drums for that as well oh cool okay so, so they're and, still good friends yeah still but I don't know if outside of that he has his own band or anything because he's uh, right. quite good we'll talk about it later he is quite good yeah <laughs> so yeah it's quite interesting because this album came out the same year that Weathered by Creed came out yes and obviously if we're sort of tracking this as a, a precursor to Alter Bridge then it's sort of you know i guess weathered would be considered creed's biggest album maybe not in terms of sales human clay is their biggest in terms of sales oh is it yeah that's sold that's one of the only diamond selling albums i think in in history oh well in america it's got 10 plus oh that's got with arms wide open and high yes i see yeah yeah but yeah i think think weathered's probably the one i know the most so i've just gone well that's the biggest no i I, weathered is the one i first got into as well so i think i agree with you like it's the one i usually think of but yeah i mean they sold like 30 million albums you know so i don't think it exactly yeah. was a bad selling album i just don't think it's no, exactly, quite as yeah. big as human play uh, but yeah it's it's interesting that both of those albums came out at the same point basically yes. and then both of those bands then broke up very imminently and and various pieces were wondering what to do next yeah so the mayfield four had toured with creed um on the, oh, when, yeah when they toured fallout they part of that was supporting creed ah, which is why mark knew who miles was and then yeah when mark put together alter bridge he was like oh that guy's quite good at singing let's <laughs> he's probably the best singer in the world so. <laughs> yeah let's send him some demos and see if he can sing yeah. over them and then yeah alter bridge. Uh, it, i mean it is mad that we've now talked about mayfield 4 and tremonti and we still haven't talked about it's absolutely insane isn't yeah it? yeah ridiculous i feel like we'll probably get given creed before we get all to yeah <laughs> i know we probably will god damn it or miles solo or yeah i don't know we'll ac- somehow accidentally get some kind of unreleased ep that brian did a yeah. solo thing i don't know yeah. absolutely um anyway so, so i i saw that fallout was supposedly a lot more bluesy and mm-hmm. soul based and then oh, obviously this is a very much a rock album um, yes. but yeah I was quite surprised to see that this wasn't sort of their usual sound as a band yeah so Citizen Swing that Miles and Craig were in before they formed the Mayfield Four is like a like a jazz like a weird jazz kind of rocky band right where there's kind of like lots of clean choppy guitars really jazzy playing and Miles doing his mm-hmm. like you know his best R&B blues like vocals and right. Fallout is the same Fallout's got some rocky stuff on it but a lot of it is quite like Jeff Buckley-esque like really bluesy and right. slow and like moody and he's like yeah. wailing all over the shop so yeah, yeah. this album is you know because you think of Alter Bridge and you think of Miles as a songwriter you think yeah. oh he writes big rock heavy rock songs but yeah. not really not until this album but also that's a lot of Mark's input as well true in terms of writing as well yeah. mark is the riff man yes but but lyrically as well is mark writing lyrics in alter bridge not anymore so mark wrote most of them for the first album and then yeah. and then miles has pretty much written them since or they like work on them together oh really because yeah. i was going to bring that up because the lyrics on this album we, i mean we've talked about tremonti's lyrics and i feel like that sort of goes with alter bridge's lyrics in that they're very sort of huge and not like tangible whereas the lyrics on this album you're like oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and i just thought that was quite interesting that either he had like changed how he writes songs or if it was someone else's input but i mean yeah like this is you know if he's singing about a breakup he's literally singing about the ins and outs of a breakup in this album yeah not the idea of a breakup yeah yeah Yeah. as as a generation and as a human race but yeah Yeah. literally him had a bad time Here's a song exactly back. yeah yeah which is interesting because it makes it, it a lot sort of more uh accessible and a lot more sort of relatable as well doesn't it yeah absolutely uh again not a uh, not a huge album so nothing in terms of sales or charting no um but you will be pleased to hear that the u.s number one at this point was take off your pants and jacket by blink 182 Woo! yeah and the uk number one was the invisible band by travis oh okay yeah 
I mean, at this point, the top top ten in America was like uh, Stain, Break the Cycle, Blink One Eight Two. I think Hybrid Theory was still in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, Tool was in the top ten. Radiohead was in the top ten as well. Yeah. Jesus, pretty, not bad. Pretty rock based top ten. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You like to hear it. Yeah, I think um, I think Miles has said, and it's probably true that these his two albums, Fallout and Second Skin, have become more famous after the fact because it's all the older sure. fans trying to check him out now like uh, yeah trying to get hold of them i think now they've had like a, a second wave of fame but yeah too late I'm to do sure. anything about it <laughs> i'm sure the other guys are probably very appreciative of that yeah. miles yeah. is probably just like yeah it's fine yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i did see that uh in an interview he was asked whether mayfield 4 would come back on a reunion right um and he was like I just don't have time for yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I just, he fucking I, does it. <laughs> he's got so much going on. He's the busiest man, like, in rock at the moment. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. mad. It was pretty interesting. I saw that um, most of Zia's drum parts on the album were either his first or second takes in the recordings. What a guy. Which is, is really impressive. But I wonder if that's... Do you think that's more common than you realise? Like, on albums where you haven't got, like, a million pounds to spend when you're just staying in a house and recording whenever you feel like it. Yeah, do you think maybe, that's, yeah I guess so. Like I if, mean, if you go like, right, we've got to do the drums in the next couple of days, yeah. maybe maybe that is quite common. Yeah, I, I, I would like to say that it's also probably down to like being a good drummer and being well rehearsed, you mm. know, especially if you're mm-hmm. playing to a click track. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're probably right that if you don't have a million pounds to spend on your record, you don't have the luxury of like, oh, can I retake that one bar because I could do the fill yeah. better or, you know what I mean? Or I'll just yeah. take it from the verse to the chorus and then we'll stop. Like Lars yeah. does. Like, I think yeah. it's literally like, no, you have to play the song from start to finish because we've got 20 minutes. Can you imagine Axel Rose as a drummer? He'd be like, <laughs> I want to I wanna record every single hit and beats just in isolation <laughs> literally just goes dat. okay stop there we'll do an next one ready and dat. okay that's a that's a good snare that's a good snare <laughs> <laughs> oh that one was less good sorry take it back back should we should we just get into the album yeah track unless list, you got anything I... else to say sort of mm. up top no um no other than i agree i'm lamenting the fact that we've not listened to alterbridge yet uh yes quick track listing and we'll go Yes, do All right. it. So you've got Sick and Wrong, Loose Cannon, Mars Hotel, Lila, Eden, brackets, turn the page, High, Carry On, Backslide, White Flag, Flatley's Crutch, Believe, and Summer Girl. All one word. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You are very uh, aware of this album. Like, you, I mean, you know this album back to front, right? I could have done this album with no notes. I am yeah. unbelievably familiar with this album, yes. Yeah. So I, I sort of recognised bits and pieces. Yeah. Um. Weirdly, the the song I recognised the most was Flatley's Crutch, which okay. I don't know if that's a single or not, but I was just like, why do I know song 10? Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Like, yeah, it's very that strange. But um, strange. anyway, we, we start with Sick and Wrong, which is a great opener. It is, isn't it? That like weird, there's like background noises, vocal effects, and just a like the really slow... And then there's like that big old snare. And Miles mm. is just playing some weird, like, wow, like some weird wishy-washy. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Such a good intro. Yeah. I mean, this this album is sort of full of, it's got a very 2001 sound to it. Yes, it does. Which I don't know what it is. It's sort of, it, I mean, it's post-grunge, but I think an album like this is like, is actually post-grunge, where it's, it's easy to call any sort of, modern rock band post grunge yeah but i think like you can genuinely see the aftermath of grunge in bands like this as opposed to like i mean you think of post grunge you think of nickelback or stained yeah and like stained at this point was post grunge whereas they just sort of turned into it like a yeah it's fine it's just rock yeah. whereas like i don't know if you listen to nickelback i don't think you can hear grunge po- no. like after curb maybe yeah yeah i um, agree there's like a like post grunge seemed to exist for about two years like sort yeah, of like, like actually yeah and then yeah and then everyone called it post grunge and then new metal suddenly appeared and all of a sudden it was like oh what's going on but yeah i think you're right yeah. Every, everyone that came i think out all, between... all those bands that were still called post grunge they would still be called post grunge like 15 years later yeah, it's absolutely, like no yeah. they're, they're like miles away from that yeah absolutely yeah i think anyone that came out between 97 and sort of 2000 was post grunge and then yeah. like Linkin Park appeared and all of a sudden everyone was new metal now and post-grunge was forgotten. But like you say, but all those bands that had been labelled it were the hangover. No, you're still post-grunge Nickelback, even though yeah, it's exactly. released like Rockstar. And it's like, well, I, don't, exactly. I don't think that's yeah. a post-grunge song. Uh, but I feel like this album has a lot of those sort of sides to it. And it yeah. has 
like it, it's got a lot more in common with bands like saliva and like there's a bit of like pod sort of style stuff in there as well like yeah. musically and it's i think it's i've been really trying to pinpoint what it is that makes it like very 2001 i think it's it's got loads of effects loads of phaser and stuff like that yes and it's sort of got that rock sound but then it's also got like a sort of dirty like technology sort of thing to it It sort of like especially sick and wrong really reminds me of the matrix and i don't know why because obviously like you think of the soundtrack of the matrix is like rage against the machine and uh bands like that and obviously it's nothing like that but it's just got that sort of dirty tech side to things which just like the thick noise and stuff but it's not but it's still just rock but it's not just rock which is so i don't know it's so difficult to explain no you're absolutely right like the guitar tone on this album is very rarely really like clean and you know like you would think of like modern metal or even alter bridge where all the riffs are really like dun 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 and you can hear every single you know like every chug and every stop is perfectly like yeah. programmed this i feel like the guitars on this are just enormous and like swampy and just yes. huge rum, rum, rum. like you know you can't yeah. always swampy distinguish is a good name. yeah you can't always tell like oh he's strumming six times it's more just like a you know what yeah I mean? it's such yeah. a cool thing i wonder if these guys get it because and this is a ridiculous generalization but they're also from washington i know they're from spokane instead of uh seattle True. but maybe there's yeah. like a thing maybe they grew up you know going to seattle and and like True. being in that scene at the, at the right time and so mm. they sort of uh you know absorbed it like firsthand and so it sort of comes out in some weird washington state-ness yeah maybe yeah so i mean sick and wrong is full of that sort of stuff isn't it yeah it's just all over the shop i love um there's some really great like uh harmonics just before the chorus like my, someone's just going like that really cool just like yeah mixed, but again mixed like really like you know within a sludginess um i love miles is basically there's quite a few songs in this where he's basically like whispering like whisper you know what i mean like his yeah. vocals are very they're kind of like radio effecty anyway but it yeah. sounds certainly like he's kind of doing not much effort in terms of not in a bad way but i just mean mm-hmm. in terms of his delivery he's kind of like yeah being really subtle yeah there's i mean I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his whisper right okay um which is strange to think because i love his voice but there's i think it when it's paired with like a ballad feel like yeah. it, it feels like too much okay. of that like it's like a, a sentimental whisper is a bit like okay like this yeah. is this isn't this is a lot um but like generally i think it probably works a lot better in the sort of dirtier rocky stuff than yeah. it does with like the clean guitar ballad sort of songs um yeah. but yeah he does do it a lot on this album and it, it's really interesting how a lot of their choruses and a lot of their stuff could just be like any other band would just do like really regular like four bars of four washy chords in a chorus yeah but they are just putting just these weird little riffs in just occasionally like it's just it just heightens the album doesn't it it does yeah the one in the chorus of this when it's like down down like weird sliding it's cool isn't it i love as well because he's like the master of doing harmonies that are like higher than any human can normally sing and he's just like oh just throw that in and you can mix it quite low (laughs) over the chorus of this there's just like a ah, there's like a really high like ah like it's so good it's just such a cool little like yeah. you know a little a taster over the top that's kind of just you'd never do it live because no one else can sing it but it's no, amazing but it, it's such a cool yeah it's thing. great i mean his already at this point he's just like miles ahead right miles hey. ahead um of anyone vocally like he's just so good we may as well because isn't like otherwise i'll be saying every song he is like obviously we've discussed that chris was my favorite vocalist of all time but now that chris is no longer with us miles was always yeah. second and now that chris is no yeah. longer with us my in my opinion he's just the greatest singer on planet earth like he's just yeah he just makes it look like it's like no effort whatsoever and, he's and just he can sing- just do everything literally everything he's unbelievable i don't know how he'd sound if he tried screaming i'm sure well, he could do it yeah he probably could i mean in this album he does some like quite gravelly stuff on this album. i feel like he's yeah. normally very very clean his voice is really yeah. really like super clean but he does some mm. kind of gravelly stuff on this and it sounds great um but yeah, yeah he's just as a rock singer there's just no one that can fucking touch him not at all no okay loose cannon you sort of just literally just go straight from i love sick it and wrong, fade out and then fade cannon. back in like, it's so good massive one-two punch on this album yeah isn't it 
Oh, it's so pretty, good. Yeah, that yeah. riff's great. I fucking love that. It's fucking cool. And then the pre-chorus where it's sort of the guitar sounds so non-guitar-y and it's quite high and there's no bass so it basically just feels like the pre-chorus is just drums and vocals with a radio effect and it just sounds so cool doesn't it it does his drums sound amazing on this album as well because he does does quite a lot of tom stuff like this album this song particularly he's always and it sounds fucking brilliant especially yeah when because the verse is quite quick he's like vocally quick 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 and then that pre-chorus the boy is so defiant just opens up and it's just yeah. this like dun dun da dun 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 da. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Na 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 na. Totally, it's very similar to the previous song. It's definitely a lot heavier than I was expecting yes. from this album, um, which obviously doesn't keep up for the whole album. No. But um, I was sort of just expecting this to be a very straightforward rock album mm-hmm. that was probably a bit more bluesy than Alter Bridge, but yeah. It, it definitely surprised me a lot along the way because there's a lot of stuff in here that I wasn't expecting to hear. Yes. Which was great. Yeah, he's got quite, again, because he loves R&B and blues and Jeff Buckley and all these different, you know what I mean? Mm. It comes out yeah. in quite a strange mix, doesn't it, in his songs? It like does. It yeah. doesn't quite sound like anyone else, like the way he approaches rock songs, I don't think. Mm. It's cool. And then there's a bit towards the end where it's sort of... We get a little a little bass break that's fucking Yes, sweet. the bass break, yes that bit is awesome and then after that where it's just like toms and random like guitar like swells and sounds yeah. and stuff it really sounds like find the real like there's a bit in yeah. find the real is it pre solo or post solo that it's, uh, it has a very similar bit yeah 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 it's cool great great stuff and then you know we get the classic double header of heavy songs and then a ballad at number three a nice ballad very nice yeah. yeah it's lovely i love his like his clean tone on this album is quite it's very rarely just clean it's always a bit like seemingly just a bit overdriven yeah or there's like you know like the main guitar there might be like a, an overdubbed clean guitar but yeah there's like a lot of phase on his guitar again because it's never yeah. just quite clean it's never seemingly just a tone from an amp it's always got something on it yeah and this yeah, is there's the a lot of phase pretty much on every song there's phase yeah. going on seemingly on at least one Which of the instruments very somewhere. uh very bold statement yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna have phase on everything yeah to just go that heavy I feel on like the phase. phase isn't really used that often anymore no i don't but think it's a good so. sound i like it, it it's a cool sound yeah i love it again yeah. I, like, I like it in in moderation i don't think i would want I'd, yeah you know like a full song of just guitar phase but i like the way sort of tom morello <laughs> might use it where it'll uh, like a yeah. section will be phase and then and then not i i used to have a phase pedal that had yeah. one setting on it which you just play one chord and then it would sort of uh create these like bits for it so instead of it just being like wee 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 like a like a regular phase yeah. sound you'd like play one thing and it would just go like you'd play one note and then it go boom wee 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 oh shit okay and, and you could just like set how far it ranged and how like how quickly those things happened and how much they faded out it's very cool that is cool Shit. but it just like played around that note so it, obviously it was always in key yeah like so you could just like play one thing and it would just go yeah. wee, wee, wee. very that, nice that is great finding somewhere yeah. in a song that can use something like that is always an absolute well exactly joy. you know when you're yeah. writing something and you're like oh, i've finally done it this is where i yeah. need the wow wow pedal <laughs> there's also a quick uh just in case anyone's interested there's a little nod to um don't stop believing at the start of this as well did you is with there? The, yeah, with the smell of wine and cheap cigars. The oh yeah, <laughs> so good. I thought I recognised that. Yeah, bit, absolutely. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've uh, I've heard that song way too many times in my yeah. life. I don't I don't need that again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> his his vocal melodies are so good, aren't they? Ridiculous. Just like his choruses are just amazing. Yeah, yeah. You can see why Mark would have been like probably first choice this guy because yeah i mean that voice as well but but the melodies you know when mark was giving him like ideas on demo and the fact that miles he knew someone was gonna have to put something over the top this is exactly yeah. why slash picked him in the end as well because that yeah the slash album where he like gave a song to everyone like loads of different singers and he gave one yeah. to miles he was apparently just like unbelievable like unbelievably impressed with what miles came back and yeah. he was like oh not only is he a great songwriter but he can sing literally anything so I yeah. may as well have him as the singer because then he can do what everyone else has done on their songs. Like, he's just, he's ridiculous. What a guy. He is. And then we get a riff near the end of this song, which is like really metally, which again, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really riffy and really like 
I don't know. There's something like really yeah. dark about it, which you just don't expect. Yes. But it's good. Um, and then we jump on like a riverboat and have some folk music and sort of just have a bit of a jig. Yeah, I, I fucking love this song. I think it's, it's great. good, isn't it? It's such a yeah. weird feel. It's got that the thing he's singing about of this like young girl who's like, you know, like uh, sort of lost and and sort of trying to find yeah. her way and stuff. There's just yeah. something about that, like you say, like it just sells it really well. It's such a good like picture yeah. that it paints um, of this like yeah, like I guess like you say, like a river boaty, I don't know, like journey. Um, yeah, but I love it. I love that it starts all acoustic and then it just goes, it just kicks fully in. Yes. and becomes this like absolutely dirty like blue song yeah. where the whole the whole guitar part is just like it's like two notes for the whole thing yeah it's and then you get like a sort of jazz star piano solo in yeah. there which <laughs> yeah. is just cool as hell yeah absolutely yeah it's nuts and then you get that i mean the chorus is enormous and the bass is i love the bass mm-hmm. in the chorus as well it's all over the shop like but we may as well just quickly mention the the final the final double chorus i mean you get that great break in the middle which is yeah the piano the like rolling snare yeah but then yeah that double chorus at the end and that the vocal oh, thing he does at the end his okay. yeah his vocals at the end are just so incredible it's when he's just fully going for it like the highest the highest of the high just out of nowhere yeah he's just the best yeah. this um let me just tell you a little theory it doesn't it doesn't hold true but it's just fun to think about um mm-hmm. me and uh, callum old drummer um yeah used to think that whenever miles did a really really good vocal like high note yeah after there's a few instances where afterwards he goes like yeah or like he'll say yeah he'll sing and we used to think that it was like a thing where he'd always be like congratulating himself on saying and doing a really good because <laughs> he does it in summer girl which we'll get to later and he does it yeah. in find the real at the end of find the real when he does that really long high note does he yeah at the end of it like he comes down off it and he goes like yeah and if we, we were just like oh poor little miles he loves to he's, he's cheer himself on that he, that he, yeah, it. That he nailed it yeah exactly it was yeah. great but again, alas, nice. it doesn't hold true. He doesn't always do it, but it's funny to think about. <laughs> I also think this song is like really well pitched because it's like it's got that fun sound to it, but it's three minutes dead. This song, mm-hmm. and I feel yeah. like it could sort of overstay its welcome a little bit, but yeah. it's it just does so much, and it's got this fun feel to it, and it's just like nice and short and snappy. Does yeah. these fun little interludes, and then you're out because yeah. everything's so quick in it that you could easily be like, well, we could just add a fourth verse and yeah. make it four minutes long. Yeah, it's just like nope, they've sort of had the right decision to just keep it nice and short mm-hmm. and just move on. Yeah, great little song. Yeah, uh, do you like Eden? I mean, I do, but you can tell that it's the single. It's the lead single. Yeah, you can tell absolutely the second it starts. It's like oh, yeah. I mean, it's it- proper like radio rock yes isn't it this song but it i mean really it still is. has their sort of brand on it mm-hmm. like their, yeah. their sort of unique stamp to it obviously i mean when i say that i mean a phaser yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yeah a phaser and miles's uh, lovely cool. melodies but yeah it's definitely yeah, just like these little flourishes in the chorus that yeah. just otherwise would have just been random chords but mm-hmm. yeah i do think yeah. it's got um i've always thought the drum beat is interesting but only because considering it's like a really soft ballad like mm-hmm. there's like a bass drum on every beat dun, 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 da, dun, 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 dun. like he's like constant bass drums yeah that's true like it's just a constant driving bass drum under this like really nice oh radio signal. yeah which i don't know yeah. why it's always interested me but i always think i don't think many people would have done that on like well it's not it's not a typical thing if you go right this is our radio single you just go ding ding exactly like, yeah 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 you wouldn't usually go ding 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 yeah <laughs> constant like how about this but you, you can really see like the progression from a song like this into like open your eyes yes like when you know you get him plus another band it's just like oh well of course that's like a single that they made a couple of years later yeah yeah absolutely oh open your eyes oh i know can we just get onto that album please i, <laughs> I love that album so much yes um it, i mean it's been so hard trying again like last week uh just trying not to think about after this album yes like trying like especially like i mean with tremonti we could think about it in terms of what alterbridge had done yes but with this like alterbridge didn't exist at this point so no. it's like oh god i can't yeah. i can't think about this without yeah. thinking about alterbridge but oh, hi. very good um hi 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 <laughs> um <laughs> this song have you ever heard a band called autopilot off no i have not oh they're sort of like a pop punky 
but not too poppy, but not very punky either. But they're sort of like pop punk rock sort of stuff. And this song just literally sounds like it could easily be just them with Miles okay. singing. Right. It's so like the riff structure, the song structure, everything about it just sounds exactly like that band. Right. It's really interesting. Yeah, um, it is. And it's a cool song. I like it. I like that it's just sort of, it's got that sort of same pace to it. It doesn't have the dynamics of the rest of the album, I think. Yeah. It's just got that, it starts with like a simple distorted riff and it just sort of continues in that vein. Yeah. Um, it, so I guess it doesn't have like the, the breadth of some of the other songs, but it's it's cool. It's got a cool feel, doesn't it? It's like it feels yeah. like a it feels like a driving song to me. You know, it's just like exactly, one rhythm yeah. for like three and a half minutes. Doesn't yeah. let up at any point. It also sounds yeah. like I'm sure it's just recording uh, like choices, but it sounds like Miles does the whole verse in one breath. Like it genuinely sounds like he doesn't breathe. Oh, I mean, yeah, but I, some I of the stuff he's doing it. on on this album with one breath is just Ridiculous. phenomenal. Yeah, so, so yeah, I probably I would assume he probably is. Yeah. But it's it's amazing and yeah, like you say, it's cool. It's just like a it starts and it's just gone, and then it just doesn't, yeah. three minutes later it finishes at the same tempo. Especially because it's got like octave chords in there. It's just yeah. got this like really like fun sort of feel to it. Yeah. And then the drums in the ending sound like Dave Grohl sort of. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The way the, like the snare keeps coming the, in. It's just like thing. that's yeah, something yeah. like that Dave would just just go. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. It's cool. Uh, well, why don't you carry on then, Kyle? I will. Um, I mean, this is back to your your ballady stuff, but it's got it's got more. Is this where you? This is this where the whispering doesn't sit for you, like the. I think so. The really yeah, like because it like feels like very sort of earnest. The whisper in this. Yeah. In a in a love song. Yeah. The guitar, like well, the opening of this just sounds very, very, very similar to the opening to Eden, like maybe too similar i don't know yeah but you know it's, it's got the sort of the classic soft version of the verse and the chorus and then the full band come in um you know which makes sense and it, it's like an it's a nice progression I, th- I think it's quite cool that you basically got three choruses in this song and every single time there's like a new level to it yeah like you've just got the acoustic and then the full band and then like this huge like finale sort of style yeah. band towards the end which i know is obviously not something that they've invented on this album but yeah um it's just a nice simple progression that is just like a, a good feel good sort of thing yeah i do love that bridge when it breaks down to just miles saying carry on like wailing it over the top and the oh, yeah and the yeah. Down, 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 and the drums are going dun, dun. like that's cool. yes. back into a chorus yeah uh, yeah, and nice I love the uh, like the ascending, descending riff. Yeah, it is good. cool. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't um, a single. Actually, I think I would have. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Single, what were yeah. singles from this? Um, uh, I think they Eden and Sick and Wrong were the were the two. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Backslide could have been pretty singly. Yeah, true. We're gonna jump onto that because it's we, it's got a very out. you know it's sort of back to the opening couple of songs like it's got that much more rocky side to it, but it's also got that very sort of feel goodness to it because yeah. like the it sort of sounds like there's a distorted voice going woohoo. I mean, yeah, and, absolutely, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah which cool. is just so cool. Like, it is, and yeah. I love that the the big Tom Morello verse when it's just a big phase, and he starts singing yes uh, just over like four bars of just a huge chord and then back into the riff yeah. like it's great yeah and it's so catchy this song i know isn't it yeah and i love that i love the um, the pre-chorus that your head may want it but your soul will break that bit when it kind of stops and then it does yeah. stop and it just guitar goes huge chorus yes amazing he's such a good guitar player i can't believe he's the lead guitarist on this and the lead vocalist yeah because it sort of makes sense that when he's doing those vocals that someone else is taking the lead yeah but she's like no he's doing it all like i mean this yeah this album is just i mean obviously they're all good but he's just doing a masterclass of being like okay pick me for the next big band thank yeah, you yeah, yeah exactly yeah the audition for anyone to be like we need that guy jesus christ exactly. he's so good. this also has yeah. a solo in it like the first proper solo of the album yeah yeah very nice is that that's him as well i guess yeah yeah absolutely yeah i've always thought it's a shame because they're both the solos on this album are like really phased and they're kind of mixed just above regular level like they're not quite loud enough for my guitarist sensibilities you know what i mean the way you think of like mm-hmm. an Bridge solo or like tremonti where it's like here comes yeah. the guitar and you can hear it like crystal clear over the top of everything yeah, miles was like no yeah. i'll just have it as like a you can hear it but it's not like 
the main thing yeah but I, th- I think that sort of makes sense because this album yeah. doesn't have that overproduced mm. not not that i'm saying old bridge is overproduced but it has that very like and now it's solo time sort yeah. of feel the solo whereas, section exactly yeah whereas i feel like this is just it, it makes it feel maybe more natural as if it's just one take sort of thing yeah you know, just gone i'm just this is what i'm doing now and then it yeah. just goes back into the other thing I mean, he is that sort yeah. of player, I think. He's really good at improvising and that kind of bluesy, yeah. you know, and I, it feels a lot like that. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a shame knowing how good he is. I just kind of wish he'd given himself more moments to shine because he can fucking like shred like nobody's business. Yes, of course. And, and I always yeah. like hearing it, basically. It's basically just me being selfish, like write different <laughs> songs. Like he's writing the, the, like a great song and I'm like, change it for me. <laughs> White Flag is White pretty flag. damn good. It I is. Like I love that. I've always loved just the feel of that intro, that weird like, mm. da, 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 and then the what are those drums called? Uh, I don't fucking know. Like, Tim, oh, is it? Tim, I mean, it's Tim, not bongos, but is yeah, timpalas. Timpalas, I think that's what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool with like the shaker yeah. in the background. It's such a strange yeah. feel. This it is, but it's just, it's so long and slow that part that you just get mm. to just bathe in Miles's voice for yeah. ages, just yeah. like. Oh, with just so some good. lovely like single ring like really lovely yeah. chords just underneath yeah. it and and then the chorus like oh it's so good this builds perfectly this song because like you know it doesn't really kick in until after the second chorus and yeah. then that bridge the grace you give will always film with I love that section the, the full yeah. on bridge when it's and then he just goes into an enormous chorus with his yeah. full voice oh it's great this song because you'd expect if it starts like that you'd expect as they have done previously you'd expect post first chorus it would just go full band yes like big straight away but you just get that you do get full band you get distortion but it's just that like din, 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 din. yeah and it's just like another bit to that sort of already sort of building thing and then yeah as you say it just makes you wait slightly longer than you'd expect for like yeah. the big kick in and it's great and yeah and then by the time you get to that second chorus it's just like stadium yeah. size oh my god it's so good i love it yeah and his so uh, his voice is just massive just massive it is so flatley's crutch the song you were most familiar with yeah i don't know why and i i mean saying that now i don't actually remember it um it goes like this i think i must have like a absolute sinner that i am i must have put it on shuffle before i'd even ever listened to it oh i see how dare you which is just disgusting behavior i don't know why i would have done that uh maybe i didn't i don't know uh i'll give myself the benefit of the doubt i think yeah <laughs> we'll let you off this once yeah um but it, it i mean it takes you back again to like the first couple of songs and backslide mm-hmm. like it's got that sort of rockier side to it yeah um that sort of like dirty sort of sound yeah, that to big it old fat yeah. i've always really liked this song i just think it's got a really cool feel like it's about yeah i don't know who flatly is or if he's anyone particularly but no it's seemingly about someone who's addicted to drugs or having a problem with drugs or something um yeah but yeah it's just that verse feel is just really it's such a cool weird little feel and then again huge chorus and then the bridge in this i bloody love when it drops down to the damn this situation bit and it's quite low and then it fucking and he swears he does an actual swear miles kind of does yeah unbelievable um (laughs) But yeah, that second one, when it kicks in fully and he does the, damn the situation, get off your fucking ass if you want to save it, is so yeah. great. Like, fully <laughs> straight into the last chorus. Oh, yeah, what a great. So, so this and Sick and Wrong, I saw him interviewed saying those are the only songs he's ever written with swear words in it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I'm quite familiar with everything he's ever written, yeah. Yeah. I guess he just... Because uh, I wasn't expecting him to be swearing on this no, album. No, you don't. And do again, you? it was like, oh, where, where's that come from? But um, yeah. yeah, apparently those are literally the only two songs he's ever written with swearing in. Well, they were worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're good songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Believe starts strangely, because yep. when it very first starts, it sounds like there's a Dido song that it really remi- reminded me of, like okay. the very first like bit of it. And, but then you get those like synths that come in, and I was just like, what is, what's going on? Yeah. And then there's like an acoustic guitar, and it's just like, yeah. where am I? Yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely acoustic tone, though, this oh. song. I mean, Lovely. obviously throughout the album. But... Throughout, yeah, but you're right. It is nice to hear it, particularly in this. Mm. Um, it's weird listening to this. Not that I don't like it, but it's weird listening because I feel like Miles has gone on like a journey regarding religion and his belief in the past mm-hmm. 
10 years and it's like tracked through Alterbridge. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. in this one, he seems to be, because I know he was raised like properly like Christian and, and stuff. Right. Um, but I feel like when you get to like uh, AB3 and words darker than their wings and things, yeah. like he's having trouble with it at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And, sort of, yeah. and it's just, it's just nice to hear like, you know, like in that context to hear him, I always think, oh, it's weird to hear him say that he believes in God and stuff. And now I know that he, maybe doesn't or is like struggling with it these days it's, yeah yeah it's cool doesn't as much as this song necessarily yeah certainly not as much as this song yeah i mean the solo in this is very bluesy isn't it yeah there's some absolute like he does do some like some proper yeah shredding though which is lovely um, yeah he does yeah but yeah you're right it's very bendy and he's got he's a really like bend like yeah like a bendy blues player yeah like that kind of stuff yeah. But yeah, I love the again this one kind of builds to that big 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 ending which I really like. It goes It does. Yeah, again this final. this feels like a sort of closing like yeah. repeated line thing, but it's not the closer. No. <laughs> it's an it is not. interesting uh link to the previous episode. It is. And then we get to Summer Girl, which is a really interesting song. It is a very interesting. This is probably the most like Jeff Buckley-esque song that I can think mm. certainly on this album. Like the idea of what is basically just guitar and vocals this really like shimmery yeah. reverbed guitar that eventually becomes a full band song in the last like minute but other than that yeah it's basically just a miles showcase this song it is um, isn't it but yeah i like with you like the guitar sound lovely his voice is lovely and then you get like a really nice cello this really like ominous cello-y sound in yeah. the second verse but it's kind of all about that last chorus <laughs> this song it is yeah because yeah. I I can't even tell you, Rich. The amount of times I've listened to just that last chorus <laughs> in the last fifteen years, I well, honestly his, his it, vocals in it. You mean? Yeah, his the full yeah. on because he does like a a full voice chorus after sort of quite a low key sort of you know subtle verses and stuff, yeah. and yeah. then it comes in full band and he does a full on chorus with his full voice. But yeah, we. I mean, it's hard to describe without anybody listening to it. I would recommend you just go and listen to it because at the end of this song, he holds a note. It's just one of the best things that's ever been recorded. I think. Eighteen seconds, I counted. Eighteen from seconds. Three minutes fifty-six to four minutes fourteen is all yeah. one, one breath, one note. Yeah. yeah. And he goes up to so it's like a D. Most of it is a D above high C for male singers, and then mm-hmm. he jumps to an F sharp above high C, which is that ridiculous high note that he hits mm-hmm. in the middle of this, like you say, like eighteen seconds of breath. He somehow goes <laughs> from high D to high F sharp, back down to D, and then out of it again. And it's yeah. just, it's unbelievable, honestly. Every every now and then I'll just be like, I really need to hear that Summer Girl bit. And I'll just put on that yeah. 15 seconds and I'll be like, fuck me. How did he do yeah. that? He's it just makes me feel so, good. so, so good. It's ridiculous. Because at first, like before that chorus comes in, you're like, oh, I think Believe would have been maybe uh, yes. a stronger outro to the yeah. uh, album. And then this happens and you're like, no, no, it's the perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you couldn't have followed yeah. that in any way if that had been anywhere else on the album. Exactly, would have been yeah. like, well, what exactly. do we do now? What would you do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, was, I just was curious uh, musically the the chord pattern in this song, especially when it's like acoustic and just him at the beginning. Yeah. It's like it's obviously four rounds, it's just four four, but it the the fourth chord goes back to the same as the opening one. So you get like A B C A. So then yeah. you get like two of the same. Is that like a a name for that sort of structure where it's like just returns to the to the original note i don't know if there is an original uh, like an official name for it no there probably is but yeah you're right like a lot of songs do that they'll be like g d c back to g and then the second bar starts it's g again d like exactly g, yeah. like holds yeah. no i don't i don't know if there's an official name but yeah it is a very common thing in popular music isn't mm. it to just yeah. ride out the, the root chord for a while it is um so i have something to read to you kyle about this oh, song uh, which i haven't I haven't read anything from songmeanings.com in a while. Oh, here we go. Yes, please. But there was some there was some stuff. I mean, it's not the biggest album, but there are a couple of comments here and there yeah. on this. Um and this uh basically is just this guy, he's just the biggest Miles Kennedy fan in the world and okay. he's just annoyed that the rest of the world isn't basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, which is good, but uh he just goes off on one a bit. Um so he says this song and all of Miles' work deserves much, much, much more than one pissing comment. <laughs> Even his Mayfield 4 stuff deserves as many comments as Metalingus might get. 
This is an artistic masterpiece, as most of his, if not all of his vocal work is. Hardest working guy in rock today, most underappreciated and most underrated, best vocalist out there right now in any genre. Just because he's not as good looking as someone from One Direction <laughs> is no excuse for people not liking him. He has a better voice than all four of those guys combined. Shaking my head, sorry for the rant, I'm just a little pissed. Which is like, obviously I understand the, the sentiment. I, I mean, I, th I don't think he's necessarily underappreciated or underrated now a day. No, I agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't know when he was so. writing this, but you know, now that he's Slash's vocalist yeah. and you know, Alterbridge are doing stadium tours and stuff, I don't think he's necessarily underrated. But I, I so I mean, I also like he's saying, oh, he's not just because he's not good looking. I think he's like, like, what's wrong with Miles? He's a good looking exactly. guy. He's a very good looking guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I, just I, love, quite... I just love that he thinks like that that comment is going to achieve his goal of the world knowing mm. about Miles Kennedy. Yeah. They're like, oh shit, this song's got a second comment. Oh wow, this guy. This, this guy, guy can sing. Yeah, like <laughs> it wasn't for this second comment. Summer Girls comments on song meetings. Yeah. Like as if you don't have to already know about it to specifically get there. <laughs> so good. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay, and that's the album. That is the album. Uh, is it going on your Hall of Fame, Kyle? It is absolutely going on my Hall of Fame, Rich. There's a reason yeah. I could have done this without notes, and it's because yeah. I've been listening to it for 17 years or whatever, and I love mm. it. I absolutely love this album. Listening to it for the last week has been an absolute pleasure. Like, it, you know, it's, I, again, yeah. I probably didn't need to, but it was a great excuse to listen to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, anytime I get to listen to Miles Kennedy singing, playing guitar, is just a joy. He is a yeah. force of nature, and I fucking love him. Um, so yeah, yeah definitely Hall of Fame for me what about you good uh, yes it's going in my Hall of Fame I wasn't oh, expecting it to because as I said I was sort of going into this just thinking it's just going to be another sort of straightforward rock album yeah and I mean I know we sort of give rock albums a bit of a hard time yeah. sometimes because like we're just like oh it's not Pantera it's like yeah well that's fine most yeah. bands aren't trying to be Pantera yeah but um, I yeah I just thought it was going to be quite like average and quite sort of the same note all the way through yeah um and it just isn't like it's got their own unique thing to it but it's also just really really enjoyable like yeah. every song is just like i just i never got bored listening to this album mm -hmm. all week uh, and as you say obviously his voice is just just the best so yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah it really is. it's just so good to listen to his voice um and especially like with stuff that i wasn't completely familiar yeah with. true yeah because like obviously like I love listening to Blackbird or something, but yeah, I know it inside out. So mm -hmm. to hear an album of his voice, but where I was like being surprised by things, yeah, was yeah was very nice. Um, so yeah, uh, Hall of Fame for me as well. And it was really hard picking songs this week. I agree, it was really really hard picking songs, mm. and I've, I've I'm still struggling with it right now. Like I I genuinely am having trouble. Um, okay. So do you need guidance? Do you, do you want me to to go first and? <laughs> Yeah, sure, and then I'll just agree because they're probably they're all great, so like it doesn't really matter. Uh, so I went with "Sick and Wrong" because I just think it's a great opening track. Okay. Uh, then I went "Backslide" because you just can't help loving that song, and it's just okay. so catchy and so, it's got that heavier side. And then "White Flag" because I just think the way it builds is phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. What What are you gonna pick? So I would pick? my I, so I am picking uh, "Loose Cannon" because I think of the mm -hmm. first two, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. um lila because it's fucking brilliant and i can't yeah. get over it and then um like i i will also pick white flag but i was quite torn on flatley's crutch because i've just always really liked flatley's crutch but sure. yeah probably white flag is probably a better like showcase of the, the sort of uh, dynamic building that they are really mm -hmm. good at so yeah those three which means we are we can have three songs in the album but we've not picked we've only picked white flag that's definitely going on oh, so wow okay so it's one each so, from the rest so yeah. are you are you sick and wrong or are you backslide or just any song, um, really. So hang on. So you picked uh, Loose oh, Cannon picked and Lila, Lila as well. Yeah. Um, of my two, I think I'm going to put Lila on there. Okay. Because okay. I think so. Do you I want just... to go Sick and Wrong, Lila, and White Flag? I'm happy with those three. If you're happy with those three, fine. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. And then we, I just recommend everybody else go and listen to the rest of the album because it's really great. Yeah. Um, definitely. Especially the last uh, last minute of. I was going to say I might yeah. link a video. For, for, we've not done a link any links in the description for a while but I think I'll put mm -hmm. in either if there's just somebody cut out that vocal melody but if not I'll put the whole of Summer Girl in the description and I would recommend yeah. you go just the last sort of minute of it and just listen to yeah. 
the best singer on the planet be the best yeah. singer on the planet <laughs> yeah um okay right well i've got two percent car so we better be swift about this next bit well random number generator is coming out here you ready i'm ready 126 yep of course it's a big number of course it fucking is. oh car you're gonna be happy oh shit we are staying in the same year staying in 2001 okay we're doing an album called toxicity by system of a down oh fuck yes that's great <laughs> Which I've never listened to. Oh, shit. I've not listened to it in a long time, but I'm very excited to. I fucking know. Great. That sounds great. Yes. Sweet. I, I think I only know Chop Suey, maybe. Oh, okay. From that album. You so. know, do you know, do you not know Toxicity, the song? Or Aerials? Probably not. Well, you're in for a treat. Or you're in to be very weirded out. <laughs> I, I think I only know Chop Suey and then uh, BYOB. Oh, okay. By them. Yeah. yeah. Well, good, good luck. <laughs> but I know it's obviously often heralded as like one of the best uh new metal albums and and things so i'm you know i'm interested to to get into it yes amazing all right perfect i love it uh where can people find cool. people can find us on instagram and twitter at chew the metal and you can email us at chew the metal at gmail.com and we're available on most podcast platforms yeah. uh, but if you could do us a favor and go on to apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review then that would help us out because that's the only one you can do that on so even yes. if you don't listen there go do that and then carry on listening wherever you want to Woo. um so that's been second skin by mayfield four and now we're going to go listen to toxicity by system of down for a week and we'll see you then thank you bye Yeah, they got an album called Stanley Climbfall, which is good. Stanley Climbfall? Uh, I think because there's a song called Stanley Climbfall, but the actual lyrics are Stand Climbfall. Okay. I think they just turned that into someone's name. <laughs> okay. Stanley Climbfall. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's... Oh, my God, why is why are you still not charging? Uh-oh. What's going dun, on? Dun, dun. I mean, it literally says not charging. <laughs> I didn't know they it doesn't did even that. say a percentage it just says not charging that's weird isn't it why are you not charging um well we'll, we'll see where we get to i'm on five percent now and it oh, says it's fuck. not charging uh i mean I, okay well we, we might just have to